This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the channel, everyone, and welcome if this is the first episode that you're listening to. Today, I have a super juicy and fiery podcast interview with Carly. She is a master mindset and money coach. She transformed her own life from struggling elementary school teacher to six-figure CEO, and now her intention and her mission is to change the lives of as many other women as possible. As a woman's wealth advocate and thought leader, Carly is well known for her mentorship in money, manifestation, and wealth consciousness. So she prides herself on guiding her clients to claim their feminine power back, live a life as luxurious as their wildest dreams, and transform their businesses from exhausting to extravagant through subconscious mindset work, like hypnotherapy, EFT tapping, all the good things. Having started her business as a copywriter and social media manager, Carly also has a well-versed knowledge in converting clients through content, which is also a big part of the teachings inside her mentorship programs. So today's conversation was so fun because we really dove into the feminine and the masculine energy and actually talked about what it means to structure and also have flow when it comes to your energy and your actions around money and business. And we dove into the nuances of being inclusive in the coaching industry and what it actually means to empower women. So this was so fun. I love the conversation. And what I want you to know is now until March 6th, I'm doing a giveaway. So you listening to this podcast episode, all you have to do is share the episode on Instagram and write a review for Apple Reviews and send the screenshot to me. The instructions and the details will be in the show notes under giveaway details for the podcast. And what you can win is a Gene Keys business guide, which is valued at over $400 USD, or an opportunity to do a one-on-one 45-minute session with me. So listen to the episode, play full out for the giveaway. You have the next couple weeks to do that. And let's now dive into all the goodies. I'm so excited to have you here, Carly. And I'm really excited for the audience to hear this conversation because I found Carly a couple months ago online and I came across some of her content. It was it was spicy and it was just the same vibe and sharpness that I bring to the table. And I thought, I think we need to have a conversation on my channel because it's just going to be truth bombs and raw and real and a great fucking time. So Carly, welcome to Living in First Alignment. I'm super pumped to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, we're going to have a great conversation. So before we dive into the nitty gritty of what we decided to draw into our convo today, I would love to hear if you can just give my audience a background of how you got into the work that you do online. Yeah. So I used to be a teacher and I was very uh, passionate about the education industry but I was not passionate about the paycheck or the crazy amount of work for that paycheck. And so I have lots of sort of ins and outs to how I got into entrepreneurship, but long story short, I settled on copywriting and my copywriting business is what allowed me initially to quit teaching. 
But after I built my copywriting business to 5K months and was really stable there, and I did love it. Like I loved writing. I was fresh out of my master's degree back when I started my copywriting business. So I had been writing nonstop and just wanted to keep going. And so when I quit teaching and my copywriting business was super stable, I was like, I kind of miss teaching. Like I miss having that sort of passion for helping someone and seeing the change and transformation. So I started coaching uh, in 2021 and it initially started as just sort of like VA coaching, which morphed into general business coaching. And I fell in love with the mindset side of business, just hardcore. And a lot of my copy work was for coaches. So I was doing a lot of sort of coaching through copy, coaching to my coaching clients, getting a real read on what it took to build success in a business. And the thing that everything always came back to was the mindset. Like you had to come back to mindset every single time, no strategy, no sales, anything was getting you out of mindset. And so once I realized that it was like, it opened up this whole new world for me to, you know, not sound cliche, but like, I was like mind blown by the amount of depth there was to mindset work. Um, and then that kind of led into money mindset. And so that sort of led to my love affair between mindset work, money manifestation, all that jazz. And now we're here and I love being a mindset and money coach. It's the best thing of my life. And every day it's just so exciting to watch people have that transformation. So I get my love of teaching, my love of money manifestation and mindset and all the things together. So it's awesome. Oh my God. This is crazy. Cause I don't know if you know this, but I also come from a teaching background. I did not yes. know this. Yeah. Oh my God. We should have talked about this. <laughs> I know. But it's, I mean, this is why I love doing these conversations with people. I don't, I like, if I feel connected with someone online, it's like, oh, I want to have you on the channel. I don't go deep into their stuff because I, I wanted to like naturally come up in conversation. But yeah, it was, uh, I went to university for six fucking years to become a teacher. I taught for a year and then I was like, I can't do this. Got into personal training and then it was in personal training. I found the mindset piece was really key. And then that's when I moved online and, and so on, right? So it's just so funny how hindsight 22, you see how all of these things add up right which is so oh, incredible yeah, yeah. That's so what I really love is how much you're like how much you're passionate about mindset because one thing that I actually really struggled with and this might be like this really beautiful contrast that we get into in this conversation is I was really heavy into the mindset at the beginning of my business and I, I was lacking the strategy and structure and so last year it was like I flipped and I was like hey I really I really get this mindset piece like I need the strategy and I also found like I had a really significant breakthrough around money where it was like I thought it was my money mindset but really it was I had to actually look at my behaviors and be like it might not be fun or sexy, Kayla, but you need a budget sheet. You need to live within your means. So I would love for you to riff on that because I was that person that got so hung up on the energetics that I was lacking the, the quote aligned action was like the shit that I didn't actually want to do that I needed to do. Oh girl, how long do you have? Um, okay. So this is a super common thing. And the same thing happened to me in phases where I, either leaned one direction or the other rather than really balancing the scale. And so when I first discovered mindset and manifestation and energy and that whole world, which I knew nothing about before starting my business, by the way, like I was not one of those people that had any, you know, I had no background knowledge. So um, I really went hard into that. And kind of same as you, I had this lean into feminine energy and leaned off of actual efficiency and action and like doing the shit I needed to do. 
Um, so that was phase one. Well, then instead of like learning my lesson and balancing it out, I tipped the scale completely opposite and was like, all right, fuck this mindset shit. Strategy, strategy, strategy all the way. And spoiler alert, that also sucked because like, it doesn't matter how much strategy or action you take if it's not backed energetically. So it took me probably the first two years of my business, if not a little longer, um, to figure out how the fuck to balance those two things, because it really does take both. It takes both to be able to execute anything well. And especially if you're someone with big goals, if you're someone who is ambitious, like that is me to a T, like I'm always like, how can I make this better? How can I impact more people? Like I have big vision. You cannot do that without having a healthy dose of both. And so I do think there's a big misconception in the online space on both sides where people think that masculine energy is the key, right? Where they're like, you have to do and you have to strategize and this and this and that. And it's like, yes, uh, but it's not the only way. And feminine energy, I think, also has that same argument where it's like flow and alignment and ease. And it's like, yes, for sure. Yes. And at the same time, like you do need to do. You have action, you have execution for a reason. Um, and finding a delicate balance to those two things is really, I think, where the magic happens for a lot of people. Yeah. So, okay. Let me ask you this because that was a blind spot for me, as I think for you before, it was also a blind spot of like, I'm too far in the feminine. I'm too far in the masculine. So for me, I was too far in the feminine. Now I found that balance with the masculine or like the structure, you know, the Excel sheets and the planning and so on and the strategy. And then the feminine is obviously the energetic. What are some key things that people can look out for to be like, I'm too much in the feminine. This is why it isn't working or I'm too much in the masculine. Mm, okay. So my go-to with this is alignment in the true sense of the word. So what happens a lot of the time is we think that alignment is more of a feminine word, right? We kind of associate it that way, where alignment to me is just the question, is this aligned with where I want to go? Which doesn't mean, is this what I feel like doing right now? Or is this what I feel like I should be doing because someone else told me to? Um, or any other question other than does this line up with where I want to go? So six months from now, if my goal is to make X amount of money, sign this amount of clients, have this type of lifestyle, like whatever your vision is, is this action, task, uh, energy work, whatever insert thing here aligned with that goal? Is this going to get me one step closer to that goal? Whereas a lot of the time, we say, what do we feel like doing right now? What do we feel like we should be doing? Because someone on Instagram told me that I needed to. What did I see so-and-so doing in a similar business? So I feel like I need to do it now. Oh no, she started a membership. I need to start a membership too. You know, whatever thing. So I think alignment is really the key to, to balance here where you can check yourself anytime and say, is everything I'm doing right now actually in alignment with where I want to go? Or is it in alignment with something else? With what someone else told me to do or what I just feel like doing. Um, and then I think the extension to that is also having enough self-love to have compassion and know what the right thing is. So whether or not you have been doing the right thing or not, you can kind of draw a line in the sand and say, okay, we're starting fresh now. No hard feelings with myself. We're Gucci. Let's move forward. And, or I love myself enough to show the fuck up today, even though I literally would rather pluck my eyelashes out one by one instead. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say eyebrows, but eyelashes is like 
freaking next level it of is. pain and annoyance. Oh man. Oh my gosh. So let's, okay. I love how we're getting into this like masculine feminine conversation around money. And before I hit record, we had this conversation around, let's say duality in terms of business and entrepreneurship, where I think one thing that I had really bought into when I started my business initially is like, there's just a lot of this sharing online around like, oh, once you figure this out, it's always uphill. Like you're always going to have this linear experience with making money. Right. But it's, it's like, when you look at life, life doesn't happen that way. It's not linear. You know, you can have some great years and bad years, good days, bad days, bad weeks, and so on and great weeks and whatever. And so I would love to hear your experience because I've definitely shared transparently throughout my channel and just online. Like I've had major highs and lows, like easily hit like over five figures in a month below that, like income last year was less than the year before all this shit all over the place. And I'm curious if you can share how you navigated the lows using the masculine and feminine and this mindset approach, you know, and just balancing the strategy with the mindset, because I feel like people's MO can sometimes be like, oh, I, I just need to get into alignment and they don't actually change their behavior. So I would love to hear your experience with that. Yeah. So I would say in my own highs and lows and things like that, there were a few things at play, especially in retrospect that I can look back on now, which maybe I didn't have the wisdom to in the moment. Um, but I know that one of my lowest lows in business was as the result of a couple of things. Number one, I was out of alignment in the sense of the word that I just used. So I was not doing the shit I needed to do because I claimed it was self-care to not. And then I was basically just in this huge trap of comparison, seeing what everyone else was doing, seeing, you know, so-and-so was having a 20K month and I only had a 15K month. Oh my God, I need to do better. Like bullshit like that, which looking back now, hindsight's 2020, I'm like, that was so fucking stupid. Like, why? Why are we letting this be such a thing? Um, but I will say the common denominator there of navigating lows and also the reason why I got into my lows personally was compromising self-worth and not actually being able to detach my self-worth from my business. And really like thinking every single thing that happened in my business was a reflection on me, which is not true. So if you're listening to this and you're like, but no one signed with me, I suck. It's like, no, no, baby, you don't. It's that's so not it. Um, so I think navigating the ability to detach your worth from the amount of money you make, from clients, from people saying no, like you have to have that ability in order to get out of a low because unfortunately they do exist. They are a thing. They're not fun. And while you're in them, you're like, oh my God, why did I ever leave? Insert previous career here. Um, but what I will say is every single time I've gotten on the other side of it, I've been able to look back firstly and be like, okay, that's exactly what happened here. Not going to do that again. And then secondly, say, I'm so fucking glad that I did not shut down my business in a moment of sadness hatred depression whatever um so I think that is probably the biggest thing is detachment from the success of your business and being able to just say like I'm worthy regardless of what's going on inside my bank account or inside my sales or inside my products or whatever and then I think the other side of that is also the sort of neurological side which I'm a huge nerd about recently where like you can change your beliefs at any time. If you want to get out of a rut in business, it's okay to 
recognize that and then change your mind about how things are going. Decide that today is the first day of a fresh start. And like I said before, like have compassion with yourself, let go of what's happened till this point, draw a line in the sand and say, okay, cool, let's get to work. We're going to get out of this now. I'm not choosing to stay in this place anymore. And then really leaning into your ability to create and decide how your life gets to be. I'm really enjoying the level of radical self-responsibility that you bring into what you're sharing. And it's just not externalizing our worth, our success, the results, like that detachment is, is really key. Right. And I think that what is, cause I know, I, I know the feeling when you're really in the shit and it's like, you're losing your fucking mind. You're like, Oh my God, I'm doing all the things. Like I'm showing up, I'm fucking meditating every morning. Like I'm showing up on stories. I'm selling every day. People are still not biting. Like there's obviously other factors that influence this, but what is the biggest like what's it what are some examples of that we can talk about right now that would help somebody see like holy fuck I'm totally attaching my worth to the results of my business so that they can choose to separate that and start fresh like you just talked about Mm. I would say the obsession over the amount of money that you're bringing in and I just want to make a quick point here that the actual amount doesn't matter at all like whatever your income has been someone who's making three times that could feel the same way as you do right now so the number is super insignificant um it's how you feel about the number that makes a difference and so detaching from whatever that number is is step one and so if you find that you are comparing yourself either to someone else income wise or your past self that was my like downfall i would be like well, three months ago, I was making this much. And now I'm only making this much, like beating myself up over such insignificant numbers. Um, So if you find yourself doing that, if you are constantly checking if someone clicked your email links or constantly checking if someone bought a passive product or just essentially obsessing over sales and income, that would be a red flag. Um, And not that you are a red flag, but just like a signal to yourself that, hey, I probably should do something about this. And then I would say the other big one is, well, I think this is sort of two prong. Number one is if people say no to your offers, either when you're in a sales call or in a DM conversation or whatever, or just don't bite on story slides or anything else that you're putting out there. Um, that if that is making you feel like shit about yourself, detachment needs to happen. And then sort of the second prong of that situation is clients. If a client has some sort of discrepancy or they're having dissatisfaction or anything like that, or on the flip side, what I have seen in the past with my own clients is them coming to me like, so-and-so isn't having the results that I thought she would. I'm a terrible coach. And it's like, no, (laughs) it's okay. Like everyone's going to have downtimes. So if your clients are not having the results you thought they would, If a client has an issue and wants to cancel a contract, that happened when I was a copywriter, especially, and I would take it to heart, like, oh my God, I'm the shittiest writer in the world. When like, sometimes things just aren't meant to be together. Um, So yeah, I would say all of those things. If you are attaching your worth to literally anything outside of your own belief of yourself, that's a signal that detachment can happen and some serious self-love needs to take place instead. This is so good. Okay. I was literally about to ask you 
in terms of, okay, we're discovering now, like I'm obviously obsessing, I'm attaching my worth to the physical things happening outside of me. This is obviously fucking me up energetically. Now you just, the key thing I was going to ask you, how does one detach? And the last thing you said was like self-love. So I'm curious if somebody's listening to this, like, holy shit, that's me. I'm, I I want, I need to detach from these things. I don't know how to detach. And you just said self-love. Can you elaborate on that so that we cut we're like obviously painting a picture of a process that you take your clients through right which is awesome yeah um okay so I have a couple of ways that self-love can multiply if you will um so the first thing I would do is really start speaking positively about yourself not only verbally but also mentally that's something that a lot of women have a tendency to do is talk badly about themselves in their own mind And a lot of that is just conditioning, societal conditioning, or from your upbringing, or really any external factor. Like someone could have said some shit to you in middle school, and it could still be with you today, right? Um, I think we all had like middle school mean girls. So I think we can all, (laughs) you know, relate to that. But I would say, really start speaking positively and catching yourself when you're not. The ability to like, if you're looking in the mirror, a lot of women, unfortunately, have been spoken down to about their physical appearance. So they look in the mirror and say, oh my God, I'm so this, or I don't have this, or I wish this was different. Um, Stop doing that. Stop that shit. Because you are just reinforcing in your brain that you're not worthy, which is bullshit and a lie. Um, So speaking positively, mentally, and verbally about yourself. And then the sort of second part of that is, would you say what you're saying to yourself to the child version of you? Uh, no, you wouldn't. Like, I don't have children myself, but I do have children in my family. I have a niece and nephew who are both little. And the way that I speak to them, I would never speak to children the way I've spoken to myself in the past, you know? So if you're listening to this, you can just close your eyes. Like, imagine your little self. Like, imagine the six or seven-year-old version of you. You would never look her in the eyes and just say, like, you're not good enough or you fuck this up. Like, how dare you? you know, the things that you say do matter. So I would say healing your inner child is a very big thing that I work on with my clients and that I've worked on with myself. I think every woman can benefit from that as far as self-love is concerned. Um, So those things are probably the biggest and then making it a habit to maintain those things where like every day you're making an effort to love yourself a little bit more, show yourself love, show yourself care. If you wouldn't like lash out at your bestie in the way that you're talking to yourself same kind of thing like I would never talk to her the way that I've spoken to myself in the past so kind of gut check yourself and the ability to alter the way that you think and speak have way more power than you think it does especially on your brain yes and I think I I feel obviously the women listening to this episode they're aware of you know, how the brain works to a certain extent, but the literal fact that our brain is neuroplastic. So the way that we learn to believe a certain way, we can unlearn that, right? And that's what we're talking about right now. And I think the more specific things that I've definitely done in the past is like writing things on my mirror or having sticky notes. Like you need to need to think about the places where you're going to judge yourself and be the most like rude and mean to yourself and interrupt it in that moment right so like literally sticky notes if it needs to be on the fridge like if you think you're going to go grab a snack and you're going to judge yourself like oh my god I'm such a fat ass I'm grabbing a cookie like put a fucking note there 
to interrupt yourself. Right. And so I love that again, it's coming back to that self-responsibility and that self-love, like reparenting in, in many capacities. Right. Yeah, for sure. And to, you know, further your point about the mirror thing, you can also put a picture of your little self, like a picture of you when you were a child up on your mirror. Um, I also have alarms set throughout my day that change over time based off of whatever it is I'm trying to reinforce in my mind. So those work really well. I also set them at angel number of times because I'm extra. So like, feel free to steal that if you're listening. Um, You can always do stuff like that. And just making sure like, when you have a bad day, because it might happen, you are human, you're not a robot. Um, Just don't let it turn into bad days. And if it's a bad week, don't let it turn into bad weeks. Like, give yourself the luxury of unlearning and realize just how alterable your your brain is. Whatever you tell it. Oh, and actually, I wanted to say this too. It's going to sound fucking fake, like at first, like it's going to sound wrong when you're like, I am worthy. I'm amazing. I am a queen. Like whatever your affirmations are, changes in uh, words are going to be, they might sound like just so fucking ridiculous at first because you're not used to hearing it. Um, but if you record them in your own voice and listen back, that'll reinforce it even more because you're hearing your own self say like, I'm a fucking badass. I can handle this or, you know, whatever. There's actually an app that I used to use when I was bigger into manifestations. I kind of moved out of that, that tool, for example, it's called ThinkUp. I don't know if you've heard of it, but you can use a free version and you can do voice recordings. You can actually add music behind it. So I know that a lot of people, they'll love to listen to that while they're walking, while they're doing laundry, cleaning, whatever. But that's like a really great time to, you know, rather than listening to music or a podcast, just take like 10 minutes to listen to your own voice. Like that's like a really great tool that I've used in the past. It's been like super effective. Yeah, 100%. And it also reinforces to your mind that you are worth listening to. Yes, I love that. Your voice is good enough to listen to. You don't need to rely on someone else. You have what you need already. Great reinforcement for that. Yes, I love that point. That's so good. Okay, we talked a lot about the feminine aspect and like that self-love, like rechilding. Can you give examples of you know, the healthy masculine approach to shifting your mindset or just like your relationship and how you behave around money? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I would say the first thing is it's okay to have boundaries. Boundaries are super important. So not only boundaries around your time, but also boundaries around spending money. Like we don't have to be crazy with our money, like throwing it up in the air just to flex on it. Like it's okay to be um, to have discernment when it comes to spending your money lovingly. Um, so that is the first thing I would say in terms of like actual action steps, something that I still do pretty much every single day is I write that day's to-do list. Um, and I will preface all of this by saying I am type A, I am a Virgo, I am like Blair Waldorf, um, hundred percent. So it does come a little more naturally to me to do things like that, but, I do write out a to-do list every day, including shit like my client calls, like this podcast recording with you is on my to-do list for today, just so that I know every single day where I need to prioritize things. And I am not going to not only forget things because that happens, like you're an entrepreneur, you, you can write things down to remember them. It's okay to forget things, whatever, but you don't have to. Um, And then just making sure I actually prioritize shit. Like, 
if I don't have to worry about something today, but something does have to get done today, I can shelve that other thing until Thursday or, you know, whenever and focus on things prioritizing appropriately. Um, so yeah, I would say that. And then also just building self-trust by doing what you say you're going to do. So using the to-do list as a tool and then actually doing it. And then you can also implement things in your calendar if that's your type of thing. Like there are lots of ways to hold yourself accountable, but I would say those are probably the biggest things for me. Just doing what I say I'm going to do, showing the fuck up. And also back to this alignment thing. I know I sound like a broken record, but it's true. Like if I just don't feel like it, that's not a good enough reason to not do something. Or if I'm scared, that's not enough reason a good enough reason to not do something I show the fuck up anyway I do my to-do list anyway like I do what future me will thank me for yeah and it's about being in integrity right I think one of the really big things that you pointed at is when we do not follow through with our word to ourselves we erode our self-trust and I've definitely been that person where I would never like fuck over or disrespect another person. Like I would hate to waste their time or waste their money or whatever. But then there's shit that I would do to myself that if somebody did that to me, I'd be like, what the fuck? But somehow I'm tolerating it for myself. So again, that ties back into the world of self-worth, right? And taking responsibility. But I think that's one of the biggest things is like doing what you said you're going to do, but also being realistic about it. Because if you have 20 things on your to-do list every single day, guess what? You're most likely a woman listening to this. You're a cyclical being. So also looking at the cycle syncing and paying attention to how you actually have energetic capacity, because it's not going to be the same as a man who operates on a 24-hour hormonal cycle versus a woman who operates on a 28-day, you know, roughly cycle, right? So I think that that's another thing that's like, there's still that feminine aspect that ties into the masculine structure. Yes, 100%. I think the balance here is where a lot of women are kind of missing out. Like you can have really nice ease and flow inside your business that includes sort of the higher effort seasons, right? Like there are going to be times, like you said, like during your cycle, there are going to be times where you just straight up are like, fuck the world. I'm not doing it today. It's not happening. Like today's not the day and I am not the one. And so knowing that about yourself is such power because then, first of all, you don't talk down to yourself those days. You're not like, oh my God, you piece of shit, Carly. Like, why are you not, you know, instead you're like, oh yeah, I expected this. This is exactly on par for what I expected. And then the days where you have more energy naturally, you're like going ham. Cool. Love it. It's supposed to be this way. It is supposed to be this way. So I think knowing yourself and loving yourself and trusting yourself and all of these things are really just tied into this bigger picture of, to me, it's like a bigger picture of self-love where we include self-trust and self-worth and self-discipline and, you know, all of these things that ultimately are for our highest good. And life is a lot better when those things are being employed. Yes. So we're obviously talking a lot about duality here, the masculine and feminine. And I know that one of the things we wanted to talk about more specifically was the language we use when it comes to duality and using the word and instead of but. So I know this is on your heart right now. So I want to hear this because this, I I pay attention to this, the and instead of but, like even giving feedback to clients, I'd be like, da da da, this and rather than but, right? So let's explain this because this is actually another tool that you can use as a listener right now to shift your language in terms of how you speak to yourself and others. Mm-hmm. 
So I knew from pretty early on in my business that I was very against having to choose. And that included everything, right? Like I didn't want to have to choose between um, having a spacious schedule and making a lot of money. I didn't want to choose between running a business and traveling. Like I just didn't want to have to choose. I don't like to choose. Um, And it's not that I'm indecisive. It's that I'm inclusive. So I want to have all of the options. So I have spoken about this quite a bit with my own clients because if anyone who's listening to this knows anything about me, at least visually, I'm pretty bougie. I like sort of a luxury vibe, but I live on a farm. And those things generally don't go. Like you don't generally live in a big ass farmhouse um, while also like toting around a Chanel. Like you, that's not a normal occurrence generally. Um, But because I am the type of person that likes to say, fuck off to any type of you know niching down that feels restrictive I was basically like why can I not do both why can I not have both so this was a big realization for me especially coming into 2024 where I was like picking my word for the year you know everyone picks their word everyone's like oh I man expansion and I'm totally for whatever your word is but my word this year is and it's just and that's it Um, three letters and they pack a punch. So for me, what that looks like is I am not having to choose between anything that I want and you don't have to either. You get to decide what your life gets to look like. You get to co-create with God, the universe, whatever uh, resonates with you, whoever's listening. You get to have whatever you want and you don't have to choose. What you do have to do in order to embrace duality it's just allow yourself to hold space for duality that's all it takes you can have both everyone can have both and if you think that you can't it's time to expand what you can hold because you can and I used to feel very restricted by the idea that I had to fit somewhere fit into a mold fit into a niche fit into this it's like fuck that I don't want to I don't think I'm gonna do that um and that's when I was like and and is the most powerful word that we can use. I love that and is your word for 2024. And I actually laugh. So I mute myself when my guests are talking, but she said, yeah, it's three letters and it packs a punch. And I actually just started laughing so hard on the other side of the screen. I was like, that is so perfect. I'm obsessed. So this is, this is amazing. You know, and this, it's funny because that word people say alignment, expansion, whatever. And actually I think expansion is one of my words, but it ties into the gene keys that I chose for this year. So that's like a side conversation, but Mm. the and is what creates expansion because you're not cutting yourself off. And I think that's a really beautiful experience where if you look at, I don't like my bank account and I'm also committed to X, Y, and Z rather than being like, this is how much money I have, but I have to blah, 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 blah. Right. So there's such little tweaks and even the, even things like I have to, you can shift that and say, I get to, right. And it's just really the words that we use are what create our reality and we are responsible for our words. So again, it's coming back to the theme that we have going on in our conversation around radical responsibility. Yep. The way that you think about basically anything is going to reflect the way that you feel about it and then the way that you behave. 
and a lot of this is like mechanics of manifestation and mechanics of mindset like it's just the neurological background but the long and short of it is if you say something enough times it's going to have a connotation to you and that connotation could be positive negative or otherwise but the more times you say something the more you believe it regardless so if it's like oh I have to blah 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 lame as fuck and not sounding empowered at all not sounding exciting you don't sound like a baddie you sound like you are reacting rather than acting in your power so to me the words that you use and this has been a thing I've been talking about for a while because I have an NLP certification and I'm a copywriter at heart so like words matter they fucking matter to your brain and it's like the background of sales psychology and all these things right so for me especially coming back to this and and duality situation the way that you allow yourself to speak about something and the way you allow yourself to think about it is going to reflect upon your ability to hold both so if you start to say things and and i would even just start with questioning it like well what if i got to have both you know and sort of open up that inquiry in your mind like what if i didn't have to choose between these two things what if i can have this and that what if I can build a six-figure, multi-six-figure, seven-figure, insert your goal here, business, and have a lot of time off, and raise my children, and, 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 you can. You can. And means you can. Yes, and means you can. Oh, that is like, I feel like you need to, if you haven't already just quoted that on the insta feed <laughs> it needs to be on the insta and feed means you can <laughs> yes actually it's funny because one of the posts that carly had done that really got me was you said you said that you were talking about the successful launch that you had had and you had written out like the like the main sentence that got you through was this is how my life gets to be now and i saw this and i was like fuck that really resonates and I actually went on to Canva and I redid the backgrounds for my cell phone and I had that sentence across my cell phone because I was just like this resonates like this is how my life gets to be now right and it's like suggesting that it's very suggestive to the brain I've also done all the NLP hypnosis certifications like I fucking get it I've read Joe Dispenza's books like I'm here for the neuroplasticity of the brain yes. but like that that sentence is this is how my life gets to be now is implying that your life is different than it is now. And if you want to change your life from now, that's how you want to be thinking. So it's just so fun how we get to play with words. Like we have, we have so many different languages in the world. We have so many different ways of expressing ourselves. Like that is the first thing to manifestation is, is thinking, but then saying and doing, right? So I really love how this is all coming together in a pretty little bow in our conversation right now. It is. Yeah. The this is how my life gets to be now thing, honestly. Um, I don't want to say it was a happy accident. Like I very intentionally put it out there, but I'm not sure I quite expected the amount of people that it resonated with, which was a really exciting, fun realization. And I do think that to your brain, it's very like, we're new now, you know, things aren't like they were before. So especially if you're trying to get out of a rut or you're in a down season or whatever, and you're really in the shit trying to get out of it. I would say use that phrase or anything that makes you feel like, okay, things are getting better. So whenever anything good happens to you, when you say, this is how my life is to be now, or any sentiment that resonates with you the same way, you're signaling to your brain, like, this is our new normal. 
this is what we expect now. I expect things to be good for me. And that is very powerful and very exciting to me. Like every day, if I wake up being like, today's going to be a fucking great day. Like how much more exciting is that than like, shit, another day, like another fucking day of my business pissing me off or, you know, like whatever, whatever thing is going through your mind when you're in a, in a rut. Yes. This is so, this is so good. Okay. The real undercurrent of our conversation has been this empowering women, self-empowerment, being inclusive, like, especially with the word and, and I know that one thing that you really wanted to get into was to talk about the coaching industry. And this is something that I've also been passionate about. We talked a little bit about this before I hit record, but balancing how we show up in the coaching industry. And also just, you know, there was a lot of toxicity that I think I saw more of it last year. At least I haven't been seeing as much of it, just the shitting on people and whatnot. And I want to talk about this because it's such a privilege to be in this industry, an industry where we literally focus on bettering ourselves and creating businesses where we get to help other people support you know, the ripple effect of the impact they're going to make. So I really want to hear your thoughts on this because I think this is going to be a beautiful reminder that again, our language matters, not just mm-hmm. how we speak to ourselves, but how we speak to other people. Yes, a hundred percent. So I have this very strong feeling about what my business is here to impact, right? And so for me, that looks like raising the collective consciousness, really lifting up the female population specifically. I'm very particular about my purpose here. I don't believe that there is any amount of absolute just shitting on people that is necessary in order to run your business. And I I joked about this on Instagram last week, I guess, that I'm like a retired mean girl. And I am not necessarily proud of that, but the tendency of my past self was definitely mean girl energy. And that's just who I was back then. So I'm, I am proud to say I have healed. I am no longer that version of me. Um, But I know how easy it is to just be mean. It's easy to find stuff wrong. It is easy to look at what other people are doing. My stance now is you're actually doing more good in the world by bringing good rather than let me talk about what other people are doing wrong in order to make myself look better um and I am someone who likes to post spicy things like I have opinions I have thoughts and some of them are a little uh you know bitey but I think there's a difference between calling out unethical business, raising awareness for like what to look for people who are truly just like wanting to make money rather than wanting to make impact. There's a difference between that and let me just shit on you because you have a different business than I do or make more money than me or choose to spend your money differently than I do or what have you. I think one of the really big problems that I saw in the last couple of years is just I mean this runs everywhere in the world not just in the industry is just this cancel culture and there was I think it was last year I had someone in my life who's no longer in my life surprisingly who had shown me some accounts online that were quite literally screenshots screen recordings of other women in their business and just positioning it to look like oh this is bad this is this this is that and the thing is it's like 
there I remember one time I saw a recording and it was literally the first like five seconds of somebody's video and then it was a stitch to that person's opinion who was running that account and I thought you didn't even see the full fucking video it wasn't you didn't even get to see because what she called out in that video was actually not the implication of the video and I'm like this is this is what I don't understand because there's this fine line between calling out what's not working and what's out of integrity versus actually deciding okay this is how I'm going to run my business and it's crazy because last year I've been working with entrepreneurs for a couple of years now but I was actually terrified to call myself a business coach because I was terrified to be like oh you're just another bitch on the internet that wants to make money and you're going to charge astronomical prices so that you can become a millionaire and you're contributing to the MLM and the pyramid scheme of the coaching industry and it it like actually drives me insane and the other day I was on my stories and I was I was sharing how I was getting really present to the impact of this work and the impact of this industry and it's like me as somebody who does mindset business energetic coaching human design and gene keys I'm supporting women who are looking to heal the inner child of mothers who don't want to project shit onto their family and in the relationship, you know, helping people who are supporting other women who want to have healthy relationships so that their past experience with their dad being an alcoholic doesn't ruin their life. Like people who want to like heal their gut so that they can stop shitting themselves every day. Like it's, it actually blows my mind when I see people focusing so heavily on the negative and it's like, we're creating this this like this bubble this the space where we get to create wealth together and support each other and I, I just want people to focus more on that than amplifying the problems that don't apply to everyone you know what mm-hmm. I mean I'm totally ranting here but that's something that I just I fucking feel really passionate about it <laughs> dude please continue to rant because the the thing is there have been too many centuries of women being told what they're doing wrong and too many centuries of women not being able to be independently wealthy or build wealth at all because they couldn't even have a fucking bank account or build a business or do anything right other than like be a nurse or a teacher and for me what is most disappointing is watching women tear each other apart when I have a very strong feeling like I would take a fucking polygraph on this. I would tattoo this on my body. Women together can do literally anything. There is zero things, zero fucking things that women cannot do when they collaborate. However, um, I don't believe that tearing each other down is the solution to anything. And in that same sort of realm, it's disappointing to watch it happen when we're already getting it from like all sides from other people and in the same respect I think a lot of it is disguised as just like demonization of money like it you think you're calling people out for being out of integrity but you're just pissed that they're making a lot of money people can make a lot of money in integrity they can and I used to be one of those people that was like I don't need to be a millionaire like I know girl that used to be me too I feel it but and you can do both you can be an integrity, you can give a shit, you can really care about impact and also want to make a certain amount of money. You don't have to choose between those things either. And so demonizing everyone who does make a certain level of money and disguising it as, oh, they're out of integrity because they bought a designer thing or they charge this much, like, fuck off. It doesn't, like, it, it doesn't work that way. If someone's out of integrity, they're going to be out of integrity whether they're charging $500 or $500,000. It doesn't matter the amount of money. So yeah, 
there's my sort of rant on that. Stop being fucking mean and instead like open people up to how they can be more in integrity or show them what to look for so that they don't invest in someone who's not in integrity. Yes. I love what you said around the, the bringing other women down and like demonizing money, because again, it just ties into, it just ties into the narrative that women have to face around struggling to have it all. It's like, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur and a mom, but you're going to struggle to do that because moms aren't meant to do that. It's just, there's, there's already so many limitations. And I really loved what you said, how, you know, you can make a fuckload of money and be in integrity because I think a lot of people, and I also thought this at one point, I'm not saying I'm a fucking angel here because I'm not. I also thought this at one point It's like, well, if you're making a lot of money, like, who are you scamming? Like, what are you saying? What are you charging? You know, it's like, like, I just couldn't, it's like, I didn't want to believe it. That was a problem. I couldn't believe it for myself. Therefore, it was not true. And in order to be right, I was projecting that, oh, there must be out of integrity because they're making a fuckload of money. And then here I am not taking any level of responsibility for myself because I'm saying they're the problem when really, if I actually looked at my own worth, really looked at my own behavior, my own business, and took responsibility for that and was like, oh, if I can create a business, make a lot of money and be an in integrity, then I would actually be a contribution to women actually getting what it is they want and being an example of women getting what it is that they want. That yep. was a fu- that was a fucking rant and a half. <laughs> but like called <laughs> myself true. out and and owned it, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm, and part of this is kind of looking back and seeing where your beliefs have shifted or maybe they still do need to shift. And I had to make that realization for myself too, which is not fun, by the way, for anyone who's like, oh, maybe I need to look at this. Like, it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I think I was part of the problem, fuck. But, and at the same time, the power here is the ability to change your mind and the ability to open your mind really to different possibilities because in my opinion, and I, this is a belief like anything else, money is an amplifier. So if you're already a really good person and you're already in integrity, money has the power to amplify that. And money has the power to give you tools to spread more good, to show more joy, spread the wealth, whatever, right? Like I have the ability to donate money to certain causes like I was just talking with one of my I take dance classes a couple times a week at a studio that I grew up dancing at and I was just talking with one of the teachers recently about how they'd love to like sponsor some kids that can't afford dance classes I was like done show me where to fucking sign like I will happily sponsor as many kids as you want me to to take dance classes the entire year I wouldn't have the ability to do that if I was still teaching um or the ability like I'm very passionate about small business and like especially in like the fashion industry I love slow fashion things like that I'm very passionate about being able to afford that. And unfortunately, with like boutique shopping or or any type of small business, right? It could be fashion, beauty, pick your industry. That has the tendency to be pricier because it's not mass produced. It's not made in a sweatshop. It's just like someone like you or me, just like in their home with their sewing machine. I would much rather spend money on that and support her or them or whoever than give money to like sheen or whatever the fuck that thing is called um stuff like that you know and i again i'm not claiming to be perfect in any respect like you guys know i do love me some amazon at times but in general money has given me the power to do more good 
when you are already a good person and you give a shit about people, money is going to give you the power to expand upon that. And if you're already a shitty person, it's going to expand that too. So pick who you want to be and prepare for the wealth that's coming to you. Because when it comes, you're going to have a lot more power and you're going to be able to do something with it and make sure that it's a good something. Yes. So that's probably the only thing in this conversation for everyone. You pick how you want to be with money. Don't be both because then you're going to neutralize and Mm -hmm. and know everybody in here wants to be the good person making an impact and thriving and having all the things. So that's that. That is so, so good. Okay. I, before I wrap things up, I would love to hear, you've already shared so much wisdom, but I always ask this question. What is a piece of wisdom that you want to drop for our listeners to wrap up our conversation today I would say you get to decide how things are for you and it's okay to look at where you are and decide that you don't like it and then move forward completely differently and also embrace and embrace the and Yes. I'm so happy because I've the and I've known about this for years and I think I forgot about it. So bringing it up again, I should, I should run a transcript and see how many times you said and in this conversation. <laughs> so, so many. Yeah. But hilariously, I'm saying, but when there was times we said, but we said, and immediately after, like, that's what it takes. That's what it looks like in action to correct yourself. So just to go yep. back to the conversation of how to interrupt your thinking you might sound a bit weird when you're talking. If you say, but, and then you go, and people in your life can be like, what the fuck are you doing? Be like, I'm reprogramming my brain, bitch. Like that's, yeah, that's what's going on. And like, just for one last little thing, it's going to take some habit building to get your brain to do that shit. Like, and it's use it or lose it. I usually compare mindset work or anything like this to like a skincare routine or a gym routine. Like use it or lose it you have to maintain it and also at first it might be a little bit of time before you see it really like coming into action right like it it might take a few weeks but once it's there you want to maintain it so yes continue to correct yourself continue to remain conscious continue your mindset whatever routine things you like to do because the second you stop doing it is probably when you're going to need it the most Yes, exactly. So good. Can you please tell our audience where they can connect with you online? And I'll put all of that in the show notes. Yes, of course. You can find me most frequently on Instagram at Carly Griner, just my first and last name. You can also find me on TikTok, same username. Um, I am much more active on Instagram. Instagram is my main place, but my TikTok has been expanding. And then you can also listen to my podcast, which is called Rise and Grind, G-R-E-I-N, which is like a play on my last name um and hang out with me there every Tuesday also that's awesome thank you so much for coming on today and I love how I just I totally feel like we had a a momentum build in our conversation and we just started riffing off each other and that was really fun so thank you again for joining me Carly thanks for having me it was so fun you're so welcome and I want to thank our listeners today as well and I want to remind you of the amazing giveaway that I have So check out the show notes to get the details and this opportunity is open until March 6th and I'm going to announce two winners on March 7th via email and Instagram. So I will chat with you soon and I hope you enjoy the episode.